turn to your neighbor and say, kick start. Kick start. And if you look in the dictionary what kickstart means, it means to make something to start to happen, to make something to start to happen or start to develop more quickly. So January, new year, and our theme for the whole year in Zoe, it's going to be, it is what we make it. 2023 Zoe A Church, it is what we make it. But the theme for January was kickstart to make something to start, make something, I'm gonna make it happen, like kickstarting a bike, like kickstarting a motorcycle, like kickstarting a quad, like kickstarting an ATV, whatever it may be, we need a quick start, right? Spiritually, 2023, two things, what is it that God needs me to start? And number two, the definition goes on, to develop more quickly. And so we finish with a thought, and it is called, and we're going to just find that later, but recharged. And I want you to ask your neighbor, are you recharged this morning? Are you recharged this morning? And so our beginning text is Matthew 25, and we're going to start in verse 14. And it says this, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants, and he trusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and another bag of silver to the last one, divided in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received five bags of silver began to invest some money, and he earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received one bag of silver, he dug a hole in the ground, and he hid his master's money. Verse 19. After a long time, the master returned from his trip, and he called them to give an account and how they'd used the money. The servant to whom he had entrusted five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was so full of praise. Well done, my good, faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling small amounts, and so now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver over and invest, and I've earned two more. Verse 23, the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant, gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I'd lose your money, so I hid in the earth. Look, here is your money back. 26, and the master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. If you knew I'd harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? And at least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from the servant and give it to the one that has 10 bags of silver to those who use well what they were given even more will be given and they will have an abundance but from those who do nothing even what little they have it will be taken away now throw this servant out into outer darkness where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth how many of us can remember high school and how many of us can remember back in the day in high school when um, you had kids who stuck out and then in high school, how many of us know that there was kids that didn't stick out? How many of us know we could all agree jocks kind of stuck out, right? How many of us knew that um, the, um, you know, drama people stuck out? People who kind of put themselves out there, right? And then how many of us know sometimes the kids who had brains and straight A's, 
maybe not involved in a lot, didn't really get noticed as much. And sometimes in life, there's a lot of people who go unnoticed. And so this morning, I want to use this text, and it's been our diving board in this theme, Kickstart. And so I use it this morning to say, you had three people in the story, and there was two people who was celebrated, and there was the one guy. Turn to your neighbor and say, the one guy. You see, many of us, how many of us have, have learned in life, it's really the one guy who gets all the attention, right? How many of us have ever seen it's the one person who's in trouble all the time who gets the attention? It's the one who said this. It's the one who did this. It's the one who gave me this, and I didn't like it. It's the one who was supposed to do this, and they didn't. It's the one person who did not meet my ex expectations and so sometimes in life we put without even realizing it, we put so much on one person while leaving people in our life unnoticed turn to your neighbor and say am i leaving anyone unnoticed i don't know and so if we were honest or if we were for real sometimes the one guy or one gal gets a lot of attention because how many of us know as humans for whatever reason we like to thrive on drama and negativity you know how many murder movies and mystery stories are out there in the world right it is crazy for some reason it's like and, and no offense and we know that it's none of us in here but some people have this sick sense about them they just like death and they like horror and all those horrible things and so Part of our human nature, sometimes we give so much attention to someone, to something, while unnoticing so many other beautiful things. And I think sometimes, you know, we give attention to the one guy or the one girl. You know, there's certain people who say, you know, for guys or girls, when they, you know, want to get married one day, some, some, some ladies and some guys, they'll go after the baddest person they can find because they think in their mind, I'm going to fix all their issues, right? Girls are thinking, if he's a demon, I'm going to turn him into an angel, right? And there are guys, and it goes back the other way. And so maybe some of our sense, it's not just because it's negativity and it's, it's that, but sometimes it's the savior mentality. One guy or one girl gets all the attention because I'm going to fix them. I'm going to save them. I'm going to turn their life around. And sometimes that one person gets all the attention because sometimes how many of us know it's the loudest person in the bunch sometimes that gets all the attention. And then sometimes it's the appearance how many of us have ever seen the way that someone dressed and we go, wow, they just look, everything looks perfect. Every time, you know, they get dressed, every time they go out, it's just everything, the appearance of them. And so this morning as we look at this story and as we get into the next part of our story, I want you to think about that word being unnoticed and then that one guy. There's two people in our story who got celebrated and why did they get celebrated? All they did was simply do what they were asked to do. And see, God puts in our life every day people who are simply doing what they were told to do, but we don't celebrate them. 
In this story, there's three people and two guys, all they simply did was take. And at this time, we know men and women did not have a ton of capital. They didn't have a ton of dough. And so all you had to do, you had two options. Take your money to the bank, you're going to get interest. Take your money to the temple, if you took it to the temple, you're going to make a lot of money because they used your money to exchange for money. And so it was a very simple task. If you were given money and you needed to make it quickly, you'd go to the bank or you go to the temple. Simple. So two men simply did something that was just asked. But for, for many of us, I think every day there's people who go unnoticed in our life. They're simply just doing little things that they're supposed to do. And instead, we get focused on that one thing. And so for me, one of the things that drives me crazy is why would someone... Well, of course you, but, but for this story, why would this guy, why would this person take money and bury it in the ground and absolutely do nothing with it? In relation, Jesus saying, why do my kids, why do my sons, why do my daughters take what I have given them and why do they bury it in the ground and act like it's not there? Why? And so, with that, we're going to turn to another guy this morning. If you have your Bibles, John chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 1. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. And after dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. And he said, Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us, but your miraculous signs, they are total evidence that God is with you. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Great question. Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to the spiritual life. And so Jesus starts talking with this man named Nicodemus. And as he starts talking with him, he comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, and he's at night, so we don't know if he's hiding from his friends, hiding from his bosses, hiding from whoever, but he goes to see Jesus at night. He didn't want to be noticed or he didn't want it to be crowded because he wanted alone time with Jesus, right? It's one or the other. And so as soon as he sees Jesus, what does he do? He gives him a compliment, which that's a good thing to do. We know you're from God. Your miraculous signs prove you have to come from up above, right? Jesus automatically responds to him and he says, you can't be born again. You can't see the kingdom of heaven unless you're born again. Kind of an odd conversation, right? The odd conversation as Nicodemus is pointing out to him, as Jesus is saying something to him, all he did is give him a compliment. And what did Jesus say? You cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot be born from above unless you become born again. And, and Nicodemus doing what all of us would do. What are you talking about? I'm an old man. How can I be born again? And so Jesus goes on and he says, no one's going to enter the kingdom of heaven unless they're born of water and spirit. And I love the next few things that Jesus says. He says, human life only reproduces human life, but the Holy Spirit reproduces spiritual life. 
And so this morning, as we start to think of our theme, Kickstart, and as we've been thinking of the three guys and the talents, now today we introduce Nicodemus. We ask ourselves, because again, it's why? Why does one person not do what they're supposed to do, even if it's simple? And so I think that there's three things sometimes that stop us. And the first thing is, see, Nicodemus in the story, he was well-trained. He was Jedi level 10. He was a Pharisee. He knew and was an expert in the law. But yet, even in his training, you know what? Even in his training, he couldn't see Jesus. He saw a person. He saw the hair. It was perfect. The beard. It was nicely groomed. He saw his clothes freshly pressed. But you know what? He could not really see Jesus for who he was. So training sometimes, the knowledge in our brain sometimes can overpass what we see. Jesus said in John 5.39, he says, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me and yet you refuse to come to me to receive eternal life. So many people today, and it's easy to become an expert in anything, right? Because we have Google. We can Google it, and we can, we can, they have free videos on Google, and you can watch anything and become a plumber. You can become a heart doctor, right? You can watch one surgery, and we're ready to perform it. It's easy. It's so easy today to become an expert in so many different things because the information is out there. But you know what happens with information sometimes? Sometimes we allow information, what we think, what we see, what we process, it stops us from really seeing what's going on. And then secondly, the thing that stops us is believing only in a part. You see, Nicodemus, he heard and knew the word, but you know what he didn't get? The Holy Spirit. Jesus goes on to describe the Spirit and those who are born of the Spirit. He says they're like the wind. You don't know where the wind's going, where it's coming from. That is like those who are born of the Spirit. Nicodemus understood the law because he spent his life reading it and understanding and being trained in it. But the part that he didn't get is the Holy Spirit, which for us today is the absolute most important ingredient. How do we live a successful, productive Christian life, growing, maturing, doing what he's put us here to do? There's only one way. It's through the Holy Spirit. But the guy in the story, Nicodemus, he did not get it because he only believed in part. The Bible is real from the beginning to the end. The Bible from Genesis to Revelation, through the Old Testament, the symbols of the New Testament, through Jesus Christ, him leaving and saying, what? Well, I'm leaving so that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then sometimes when we're walking, you know what we do? We take two steps forward and we take one step back. So sometimes it's our training and our knowledge that stops us from what we're supposed to do. Other times it's what we believe in part what stops us from what we should be doing. And lastly, it's we take a step forward or two, but then we take a step back. Which brings us all the way to our theme, which is called Re Recharge this morning in our title. If you look up recharge in the dictionary, it means to restore an electrical charge to battery by connecting it to a device that draws power from another source of electricity. Now, I use this wireless microphone here. In the back, the wireless microphone 
it takes this plug here be judged to be uh, plugged into the wall, the source of power, and then it gets plugged into the receiver, which is up there, right, the box. And when I do that, the power comes on. And you know what's crazy about this thing right here? This is probably my third charger box because when you, when you close this thing up, the wires on here are cheap. The nice thing is they're only 24 bucks on Amazon, right? So I've had the microphone for five years, but I've had to replace this three times. But when the charger, when this electric device goes out, you know what happens? The mic. Oh my gosh. Take out your battery this morning. Now I gave you a battery. Now see, here's the other thing. With, with, and here's a little just description of, of church and what we have to do in church. All the microphones on the stage are wireless. Now, the microphone behind me here, you know what it takes? It takes two batteries. Now, if I had one battery, is it going to work? Absolutely not. It takes two batteries. You know what, for, for many years, you know what I used to do? I used to buy batteries. You know how long new batteries last in, in microphones? Maybe after you use it twice, that's it. And they're done. And you could buy Energizer, which is amazing, right? You could buy Duracell, again, amazing. Doesn't matter the brand. After using the mic two times with two good batteries, you know what happens? It's gone. So you know then what I decided to do? I decided to get rechargeable, right? Because then I can save, we can save the church many. I don't have to keep buying batteries, right? We buy, and these are Energizer, right? But we can recharge it. And if you look in the dictionary, restore an electric charge to a battery by connecting it to a device, it draws power from another source of electricity. So the question, as we think of everything that we talked about this morning, and it breaks my heart. Why do we not do what he's put us here to do? And sometimes it's because we don't feel that we have the resources. And sometimes it's because we don't really like certain people. And so I just don't want to work for certain people. The guy in the story here, he didn't like his boss. He said, I didn't really like you. I didn't like how you handled your business. That was his excuse for not doing something. And so sometimes how many employees, we don't want to do the work that's asked of us because we don't like the boss. But you know, when it comes to the Christian church, what happens? Many people stop working because the batteries are dead. The batteries are dead. And you know what? They have this battery, which after you use it a couple times, it's gone. And instead of having this battery, that's rechargeable. And then if you look in recharge in the dictionary, it only properly is going to work if you plug it into the correct power source. And so today you see many of us, we don't get recharged because we're plugging ourselves into the wrong power source. You can't take this charger over here. You can't just take this charger and it's broke now so it doesn't work. I just wanted to throw something again so I picked up this because it's bigger, <laughs> right? It's kind of like a slingshot. Let's see who I can hit. And this one's kind of heavy, too. I can get it pretty good. If I plug it in anywhere, you know what? It's not going to work. 
And some of you this morning, you've plugged yourself into the wrong place, and that's why it's not working. Your batteries are dead, and you're trying to use this kind of battery because this is what you were told. Social media, friends, family, they told you this is the kind of battery that you needed. But after two times, it all was drained out, and I had nothing left to give. I don't have the resources, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, and I don't have the energy because I'm just drained. You have to plug yourself properly into the right place. I threw it backwards instead of frontwards, just not to scare anybody this morning. You have to plug yourself in the right place to make sure that it's working properly. And so this morning, again, our theme, Kickstart for January, something that needs to be started. And what is it this year God's asking you to start? Because there's so many things. There are zillions and quadrillion things that he put us here on this earth to do to start. God has, he is a creator. Did he stop creating? Absolutely not. You know what he's doing to create? He's using us to continue the creation. He gave us these minds and hearts and souls to be creative people. How many of us, we love creative people. And God put you here to create with the hands, with the feet, with the eyes, with the mouth, in so many different ways, through music, through art, through love, through our words, through our language, to kickstart something that I need to start. And so what in 2023 is God asking you to start? And secondly, with our definition, what is it that God needs you to develop more quickly? Because there's things that we sit on. How many of us, there are projects in my house, and I'm not going to admit how long they've been sitting there that need to be completed. <laughs> I'm just not going to say it. And don't ask my wife either, okay, please? <laughs> yeah, I know. A long time. And how many of us spiritually, kind of like unfinished home projects, spiritually, we're letting things go that God's saying, I'm trying to develop in you. God put on my heart this year, 2023, it is what we make it. And the theme and the thought behind it is, I've heard parents say, I don't want to have kids now because I don't know what's going to happen next in the world. I'm worried for my children. I'm worried for my grandkids. And see, at the end of the day, here it is. If we do what we've done, then yes, we should be worried because those are the results that we're getting. Absolutely zero, nothing. But if we let God develop in us the strength, the character, the goodness, the grace, and the mercy, if we let him to start and begin and create in us what he's put us here to do, we have one life, one shot to do something. And it's not by mistake or chance that we are here this morning together. God's put us here together as people to do a work that is common, together, united. For what? For the community that we live in. For ourselves, for our kids, for our grandkids. The legacy that our grandkids will see. It's not the environment. It's not the culture. It's not the internet. It's not. The legacy that your grandkid will see is what you do. And it's who you be. And if we do nothing, like the guy with the talent, 
that's exactly what your grandkids will get. Nothing. Because life is about farming. What you put in is exactly what you're going to get out of it. It's exactly what you're going to get out of it. Matthew 12, 30 says this, anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Ouch. Bad battery, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus said, if you're not working for me, so that means if we're doing nothing for his kingdom, he says that means you actually work against me. You know, yesterday, me and my wife had the privilege of spending the day together on Saturday. And in the old days, my, my day job, Cisco, selling food, I used to have to go to Idlewild every single Saturday and drop off food boxes. Now, thankfully, I don't have to do that anymore because it's illegal. But between you and I, I still do because if customers need something, they need product, I'm going to go buy it for them and take it up to them even though it's illegal. That's a little secret just between us, right? And take it to them. So I don't do it all the time, but once in a while, if it's an important customer, you got to take care of the important customers, right? So yesterday, Kim and I were taking care of the important customers. We drive up to Idlewild once, find out that another customer up there needed something desperately, so then we drove back down the hill, back up the hill again. And then when we're on the way down the hill, we're going through the orange groves, and Kim, she looks at these little trees, and she says, you know what's amazing? You know, when you see big fruit trees, you expect, what? A lot of fruit. But there's a, there's a part on, on Stetson Avenue, close to Fairview, when you look, there's a ton of tiny trees. But you know what? Even on those tiny trees, there's a ton of fruit. Now, Matthew 12.33 says this. A tree, it's identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could people, evil people, Jesus said, speak what is good and right. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. And a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account. You must give an account on judgment day for every idle, careless word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or they will condemn you. 2023, it is what I, what you, it's what we make it. It's what we start for God in his kingdom. And it's what we allow him to develop more quickly. So two things. For all of our stories in this month, for all of our stories, and for everything that we've talked down, it, it comes to this. It comes to two things. And the question has become, number one, like the man in the story, the first story, am I so drained and out of life and battery and resources that that's why I can't give? Or secondly, like Nicodemus this morning, he could not see spiritual things because he was yet born of the Spirit. Jesus told him you had to be born of water and spirit, right? And Jesus, speaking of baptism, baptism, what is baptism? Being baptized means that you go under the water and some guy, some pastor, some person, they hold you under there till you drown. Just kidding. No, when you get baptized, you go under the water. And when you go under water, you're symbolizing this is my old life. And when I come back out of the water, I'm choosing a new life to follow 
him. And so Jesus says to Nicodemus, you can't be born, you can't even see the kingdom unless you're born of water. Secondly, born of the spirit. Because humans, what do humans do? We've learned how to make babies, and that's what Jesus said. Humans can make babies, they reproduce humans. But you won't see the kingdom of God unless you're born of the spirit. There's so many parts of the Bible. All of them are true. All of them are needed. We have to read. We have to study. We need to become well-versed and trained in here. The Bible, you know what reading the Bible is? It's like an anchor. It's like being anchored in the Caribbean, in paradise, where the water, the temperature is perfect. When you feel like it, you jump into the ocean, and it's wonderful. When you read the Word of God, it makes you a stronger person. There's something about simply opening the Bible. There's something about opening the Bible and reading. It becomes an anchor for our soul. But even in the anchor, Jesus said, you need to be born of my spirit. So remember, two questions. One was... Are we doing what God's put us here to do? And if we're not, why? One, is it because I'm drained? Or two, it's because I just can't see it. I can't see it. Nicodemus, he couldn't see it. He couldn't understand it. And so the question is, am I born of his Holy Spirit? When you give your life over to him, God says, I put a new spirit in you. You get a new chance, new opportunity. But when invited, he gives you then his Holy Spirit. And Jesus breathed on his disciples, and they received the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8, he says, when my Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. That word power means dynamite, miraculous power. To step into a place where God needs us to be for ourselves, for our wives, for our kids, that kind of power is what's needed today. Because how many of us know it isn't getting brighter outside? Yes, it's true. It is getting darker. And we could, by the darkness, be like a deer in headlights, stuck. Or we can do what he's put us here to do and be productive and be powerful because you know what? January, the first month of 2023, it's already over. So how have we started this year? How have we started this year? What is God? What have you kick-started? What have you allowed to kick-start you? Talk about batteries and charging. Look at that. Now my wacky microphone's acting up. Maybe I need to throw it like the batteries. This month's gone, so now we have 11 months left. What will we make with what's left? What will you make with what you have? If you are drained, you simply need to put yourself in the right charging station because then your batteries get filled up. When I put batteries on here, they're red when they're dead, and they're green when they're good. And so if you're red and you're drained, it's because you're not charging yourself and you're not in the right charging station. And then secondly, again, is what we make it. Do I see the Holy Spirit? Think about this as we picture for a second. If you were about to jump on a nice, beautiful Harley and you go to kickstart and it does nothing. You know, yesterday, was it yesterday? Thursday, Friday, it was Friday. I was with one of my customers and he had a dead truck. 
So we checked the battery, battery wasn't working. Isn't it a bummer when you need to move, and whether it's a vehicle, whether it's a bike, whether it's a motorcycle, isn't it a bummer when you try to go somewhere where that you need to go, but yet your car is broken down? You see, God's trying to kick something, kickstart something inside of us this morning, and for some of us, it's like being dead and it's drained. If my battery is dead, I need to charge it. Jesus said, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. Humans can only reproduce human life, but the spirit, Holy Spirit, gives birth to spiritual life. And so this morning, ask yourself, if it's something that I'm not seeing, is it because I have not allowed the Holy Spirit to give birth to my spiritual life? He says, don't be surprised when I say, be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. You can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. When we walk out here this morning, we know that for ourselves, for our spouses, for our kids, for our grandkids, it is vitally important. What will I make it? It is what you make it this morning. Now go and do something with what God's given you. Amen?